the Independence Exeter City podcast. This is Grecian Talk with Ollie Heptinstall, Paul Martin, and Paul Sussex. Okay, welcome to another episode of Grecian Talk. Today we're going to be looking at Exeter's 2-0 win over Accrington on the Friday night game. I've also got some other bits to look at and Hans is going to be reviewing the last third of the season. We're also going to be reviewing League 2 and of course Exeter's another away game against Burton Albion on Saturday. So that's all coming up on this week's Grecian Talk. So it's all finished here then at St James Park. Exeter 2, Accrington 0. Jimmy Keohane's double, securing all three points for the Grecians. And uh, Paul Martin, your thoughts on the match? Yeah, well, it was a quite the first 70 minutes or so. We had visions of the all-shot game, really. Not a lot going on, not a lot of clear-cut chances for either side. The introduction of Keohane really changed the game. Fantastic finish with his left foot for the first one. And then a good sort of, sort of finish into an open goal for the second after a good position from Jamie Keohane and put good pressure on the goalkeeper. Yeah, and uh, well, did you feel before that? Uh, I certainly felt that the Grecians might well be another a repeat of the uh, older shot game, but Keir Haynes' introduction seemed to provide that creative spark for the Grecians. Yeah, well, with no Alan Gow, they really were missing a creative spark. But Keir Haynes off the bench, just played him that hole, found some space, and used the ball well when he got it, and obviously his finishing, which he, we have criticised him for in the past, was uh, top-notch tonight. And, uh, yeah, he changed the game when he came on, and hopefully we'll get a starting place for the next game. Yeah, and as for the Grecians' home form, do you think this can be a kickstarter to their uh, resurgence back in St James Park well I hope so but I thought that after the Wimbledon game and the South End game and that they proved to be false dawn so hopefully they can build on tonight and uh, they had to be patient tonight but it was worth it in the end two well taken goals and uh, a welcome three points at home Grecian talk Hans uh, good morning to you morning okay well it's just the two of us today um, Paul Martin's up north and Ollie couldn't join us this morning, but uh, Hans will get straight into it. And super sub Jimmy Keohane inspired City to a rare home win when it all looked as if we were headed for yet another nil-nil. What have you thought of his progress this season? I think uh, he's coming along quite nicely. It shows what um, a run in the team can do for uh, an individual's confidence. He's clearly enjoying it. He's got quite a good role in the team in terms of doing the hard work, the running around, keeping the defenders busy. So it's good that once in a while he can also score a goal. And uh, Friday night was excellent. Um, Two goals, I think, within uh, three minutes. I think I've said uh, elsewhere that um, I think next season will be Jimmy's uh, season. I think he's uh, maturing. Uh, my thoughts of him at Morecambe was that um, there were uh, a few mistakes in his games that um, I think with more experience, more maturity, he'll iron out of his game. And um, he's uh, quite an, uh, an excellent prospect, quite excited by the idea of um, what he might be able to achieve for us. Yes, very much so. Um, in terms of the game itself, uh, relegation battling Accrington paid the price for their slow style of play on Friday. The relegation team seem to be uh, playing for the point when they go away and they seem to slow the ball down. It seems to be a very boring style of football. Um, and I genuinely actually couldn't see a scoring um, on Friday night until Jimmy came on. And uh, obviously he was man of the match due to his calm and collective finishes. The one is the game. Um, so Hans, back to you. Aaron Davis is another player who's uh, who we brought in 
brought on against Atkinson and you saw him play against Morecambe. Do you think he's gained confidence in his return to first-team football? Um, yeah, I think his confidence will grow with uh, more game time. Um, he did well at Morecambe. I'm not quite sure why um, so many fans want to get on his back. It is uh, not helpful to him. I think he'll develop into um, a, a solid player. I don't expect him to to start every game, but I think uh, he'll start a few games and he'll come on as a substitute to um, shore up uh, a game when we're um, winning or uh, help us chase the game um, if we need to. I think he's capable of doing both roles. And um, Arthur Kreisak's a uh, goalkeeper who's had less criticism this season um, and he seemed to fit nicely into the starting eleven. Um, Rumours circulate that he may have had a hamstring injury after he was substituted against Atkinson. Um, but his substitute, Reese Evans, uh, came on and I think we were all surprised to see Arthur substitute at half-time. Um, but obviously he got the uh, hamstring injury that we hear about and hopefully he won't be out too long. Um, but Reese Evans, uh, I think he did well. He got the clean sheet, um, fairly satisfied with him. But um, in terms of him as a player, I think um, I would describe him as a solid goalkeeper. I wouldn't say that he'd be able to pull off that brilliant save, which Arthur Kryjak can do, although Kryjak is vulnerable to some blunders. So um, going back to Hans again then, um, Jake Gosling, um, who's been on the show as an interviewee, um, made his debut for City on Friday. Uh, he, amongst other youngsters, have had their part to play this season. Do you think these City youngsters will one day be the heart and soul of the team? I, I think Jake, um, I think we've got excellent prospect. Um, it's just a question of the youngsters is, you know, once they've got to the first team is to understand that um, that's only the start of uh, their progress, that they've got to keep learning, they've got to keep to um, training, listen to what the coaches say and and concentrate on the football. I think one of the problems for teenagers, of course, is that there are so many distractions, um, particularly if uh, you're now a name um, as a first-team footballer. Um, I, I, there are some prospects. It's always difficult to know. I'm disappointed we haven't seen more of Jordan Moore-Taylor. I think he had an excellent start to the uh, season. Um, Jamie Reid, I think, uh, has potential. Um, Aaron Dawson um, has has been impressive when I've seen him. So, yeah, I think um, they've all got um, an opportunity here that I hope that they grasp. I mean, Tisdale's style is not to um, play them too much too often and make it a a gradual introduction to uh, first-team football. And I think for the ones that have developed and gone on, I think that's worked very well. Whether the likes of um, Elliot Freer will um, be a first-team footballer for Exeter City next season is questionable. Uh, I'm disappointed that we haven't seen more of Tom Nichols. I thought he looked a good prospect when he played for us last season and scored that uh, goal against Chesterfield. Uh, And then you've got Elliot Chamberlain, who scored again yesterday for uh, Bath City. So... um, has uh, he possibly has some potential as our 1931-funded player? But I think, yeah, it's, it's you know, the players have to be patient. I think the fans have to be patient. And, yeah, I think some of them will make it. Um, who knows, playing in League One, whether that'll work for them next season or whether that'll be too big of a jump too quick. But um, I think that's where they've got to be aiming to be able to, to play at, you know, League One football. Yeah, it's very interesting. And, We'd love to see some of those players come in, and especially Jake Gosling. I thought he did very well. So Hans uh, is going to be looking at to a promising end to a somewhat successful season. Here is his preview into the last third of the season and how he thinks City will fare against their promotion rivals. Grecian talk. 
With 14 games left of the season, it's time to think about um, the last third of the season. And perhaps we could talk about the P word, or does that jinx it? We've got a tough three months coming up. Um, we've got a lot of the top teams to play, but if we consider ourselves promotion material, then those are the sort of teams that we need to um, beat. After Burton away, we travel to Port Vale on a Tuesday night, who are first or second in the table. Uh, home fixture against Northampton that are doing well. Bristol Rovers fighting relegation, but I found a rich uh, vein of form. And Fleetwood Town, this season's promoted team from the non-league, who are flying in the uh, division. Another tough game. Off to uh, Highbury for that one. And we've got Gillingham, who have spent quite a bit of the season at the uh, pinnacle of League Two. Rotherham at New York Stadium are going to be a tough game. And then into April, the final end of the season, we've got a fair mixed bag of teams. The uh, key game there is probably Cheltenham at home. And we finish at Chesterfield, where they have a late push. A few teams fighting relegation, like uh, Plymouth Argyle and AFC Wimbledon, are not going to be easy games. But uh, like I say, you know, if we want to be considered a playoff team or a, even automatic promotion team, is the teams that we have to get results from. Currently, our form is uh, for 2013 is uh, 18 points out of 24. My reckoning is for automatic, we should be looking for a minimum of two points a game. You can't have two points for a game. So if we could win a game, draw a game, win a game, draw a game, then you've got an average of uh, two points a game. That would give us 80 for the season. Who knows, maybe automatic, but put us in a prime spot for um, playoffs. The other thing to consider is if we've got a squad that is strong enough in depth. We've lost Oakley to injury, Gow to injury, Sirks to injury, Miles Anderson to injury. John O'Flynn seems to be starting that road back from injury. Um, I would have thought whatever your thoughts on whether these players should start. The more players we've got available, the better. Definitely going to be an exciting end to the season for all those that wanted uh, mid-table obscurity. Um, they're going to be disappointed. Um, we've got a few uh, nails to bite between now and the 27th of uh, April, or maybe uh, into May. Um, who knows? OK, thanks there, Hans. Um, so we're going to be moving on now to League Two, and... Uh, it was a very interesting week uh, again, once again, in League Two. And the first thing I'm going to look at, York City and Torquay United. They've uh, both been on bad runs of late and could find themselves slipping further if they are not careful. Uh, they both lost uh, the weekend. Uh, they <coughs> York lost 2-1 to Barnet and Torquay lost 1-0 away to Rochdale. Firstly, you have to say uh, best wishes to Martin Ling at Torquay. Um, I think... He's probably, him being away might have, has probably had a massive impact on their players there and it's, it seems it's reflected in their results and them slipping down the table. Um, and they've only had one win in five, which is ironically against us and disappointing considering we should have beaten Torquay, really. Um, and York City, I think I'm just going to suggest they've got an inexperienced squad of obviously just coming up from the conference, maybe a small squad. Um, Hans was at the game at, at Bootham Present. I don't know what he thought you, they looked like there. Um, what did you think, Hans? I think uh, York are better than perhaps um, what their position says. But you know, as we found in League One last season, you know you've got to take your chances and you mustn't make mistakes. And uh, 
you know, you'll get punished. It's a big jump, I think, from the conference to League Two on those respects. Players are a little bit more skillful, a little bit quicker. So you've got to put something to, um, you've got to put your runs together and keep them going. I think uh, York would be okay. I think there's probably only five clubs in real trouble, and York isn't one of them, but Wimbledon is. Yeah, well, I'm going to come back to you now, Hans. And a shock at Vale Park on Saturday saw the League Two leaders lose to Morecambe, who only a week before were beaten 3 0 by City. When you watched Morecambe, did you think they were capable of such a result? And are you optimistic of City's Tuesday night game at Vale Park? I think Morecambe are a good team. Um, They're a bit like Exeter, but in reverse in terms of they had a good home record and a poor away record, which was uh, opposite to what they had last season. Maybe they're, um, you know, we've we've gone and dented their confidence at home and now they're going to have to be uh, an away team. I I expect Morecambe to be near the playoffs or in the playoffs come the end of the season. So I don't think it's entirely a a surprise. Um, I hope that we had our scouts there at that game to see exactly what it was that Morecambe did to Port Vale to to undo them. Okay, and uh, finally, um, AFC Wimbledon uh, 2, Bradford 1. The League Cup finalists, Bradford City, have seen a dip in form due to their tremendous cut run. Terrific result for AFC Wimbledon, though, however, due to their league position. Um, I think both of these, uh, I think Bradford will be uh, disappointed with the way they've um, had this sort of January, December period um, dented due to their cup run. Uh, But I think we'll see them have a promotion push after Sunday's game against Swansea. Um, Be interesting to see how they get on and how they react to it if they lose and um, if they bounce off it if they win. Uh, But Wimbledon's still very much in trouble. I think they're still bottom of the league, even though they had a Tuesday night game. Um, and they're going to have to have a very good last third of the season to stay up. But results like these are very good news for AFC Wimbledon. So um, if they can continue like that, then they might find themselves um, jumping a few places up the league. OK, then, finally, um, Exeter are away to Burton Albion for the 11th time, um, and hoping to win away for the 11th time this season. Hans is going to preview the game firstly, so here it is. Right, that's coming Saturday. We're off to Burton Albion in Derbyshire. Um, of course, we beat Burton 3-0 earlier in the season. John O'Flynn with the third goal, that magnificent um, crossfield play to uh, Oakley, who put it down to Bowser. Bowser back into the penalty box, so therefore Flynn, having started at the halfway line, um, was there in the box for uh, a straightforward tap-in for uh, the third goal, 3-0 win. Burton came into that game on uh, a bit of form. Exeter looking for their first home win of the season. It's all fairly even between Exeter and Burton Albion. Uh, five wins apiece and one draw. Um, that draw coming in the last season, we were in the conference. Um, the game at Exeter that season, we managed to lose... Uh, 4-1. It happened to be the first time I take my children to uh, watch Exeter at uh, St James's Park. So all in all, not a good day. Uh, we even opened the uh, scoring that day through Jamie Mackey. But it was a game at the end of the season. I effectively, I suppose, our last um, non-league league game. Uh, we went to Burton. Quite a lot of changes in the uh, team, allegedly because of illness. Um, the result didn't have an awful lot of bearing on the season as we were already in the playoffs, but it did confirm who we would be playing in the uh, semi-finals. And the uh, the match alternated quite a lot between um, Burton and Exeter and also the um, the other 
games that day for uh, Cambridge United and Torquay. But um, how many times it changed between our semi-final uh, team was either Cambridge United or Torquay. I think I lost count. But um, but um, they went 4-2 up, but right at the end we had a George Friend goal and, of course, a Richard Logan goal to finish it all off at the end. So 4-4 was the final result. Torquay United in the semi-finals. Uh, I, for one, can say that um, the rest is history. Um, Burton are on fine form at the moment, flying high in League 2. Um, Exeter have uh, phenomenal form at the moment, away from home. We haven't lost away from home since uh, Cheltenham Town. So, you know, predictions for this game are, of course, really quite difficult. Um, I think uh, a draw would probably be the uh, the most obvious one. I'm looking forward to this, another trip up to Derbyshire. So, uh, fingers crossed for a good result. OK, thanks there, Hanson going to go to you again. Um, City sits seventh in the table and after the Tuesday night games. Another away game. Will it be another three points? One can only hope so. Um, We've got two tough away games against promotion chasing teams. Um, In many ways, uh, two draws would be excellent. Um, However, that's only two points and uh, four points drop. So, you know, a win and a draw or uh, even a win and a defeat might be uh, better for us in terms of promotion. But, you know, we don't really want to give uh, any points uh, at all to these two teams. So, you know, they're both six-pointer games. You know, Burton are on a, a good run, but we're on a good run. Um, who knows, it's probably uh, going to turn out to be a dull nil-nil for those of us that are travelling to Burton on uh, Saturday. A little bit more optimistic maybe for Port Vale after their defeat to uh, Morecambe. But um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, few days for uh, Exeter City and I think it could well shape our uh, season, these two results. And uh, Burton have got the best home record in League Two and City have got one of the best away records. So it's certainly going to be an interesting tie between these two teams. And uh, when I saw Burton play at home, I thought that we dominated it. And I didn't expect them, after we beat them 3-0 at home, uh, to be right up there in the promotions sort of chasing teams. So it's a, a big shock to see them up there. We're going to try and do, we're going to do some predictions now. So uh, firstly, I'll go over to you, Hans. Um, I think it's going to be uh, Burton nil Exeter nil. And Burton nil Exeter nil. That'd be a, a shame if it is like that. For uh, the Grecians making up the trip up to the Pirelli Stadium, uh, I'm going to go for the uh, the same as the home game. I'm going to go for Burton nil Exeter three. Well, that's it for the show today. Thank many thanks to Hans. Thanks to everyone that's uh, listened today. Tune in next time for some more Grecian talk. <laughs>